Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, Abby and Courtney. I am so excited to have you on. How are you guys? We're good. Good. We're excited to be back. Yay. I know it's, you guys came on, I don't know if it was quite a year ago, but it feels like a year ago and a year ago. I don't know why. It does. Yeah. That's crazy. A year goes fast though. (laughs) I know it does. And we talked all about SEO. So I'm super excited to have you guys back on talking about your other area of expertise, which is branding. And I know so much, uh, or so many of the listeners ask me a lot of questions about branding and like, you know, I've created a couple of businesses and I definitely have done all my own branding with, with that said, um, I am not, I don't, I do not consider myself a brand expert. And so it's great to have people on that can really like dive deep into branding, like the visual part and all the other parts that are so important for product-based businesses. And there are actually some of the things that when, you know, if you're, if you have an e-commerce store or, you know, a subscription box and your business isn't growing, you want to kind of go back to the foundational things, which actually end up being the brand, your ideal customer, and like really knowing how to speak to them. So this is such an important episode and I'm so excited to have you guys on. So thank you so much for being here. Um, do you want to just quickly uh, just, you know, introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about um, your business and maybe like what you do for branding or something? Anything yeah, will absolutely. be good. Yeah. So I'm Courtney and I am the creative side of the duo. Uh, so I deal a lot with um, all of the branding. So uh, that is one of our services is branding. And then we also have SEO and social media strategy and content creation. But uh, when it comes to branding, yeah, it's kind of my my wheelhouse, my baby. It's um, something that I absolutely love to work on. So anytime we have a branding client come through, I get really excited um, about diving into it and helping create that brand. I think it's just such a strong piece of a business and it can sometimes get overlooked, but then sometimes you also have clients that come in and they understand the value of a really strong brand. So uh, we get, we both get really nerdy and excited about that, Mm -hmm. especially when we start to dive into the style guides for the brands. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Abby, if you have listened to Carrie's past episode with us, um, I was probably talking the majority of the time and now Courtney will be talking (laughs) the majority of the time. I um, am kind of more on the analytical and strategic side of the business, and I do a lot of the SEO for our clients, and we kind of jointly share a lot of the social work. So we kind of, um, we consider ourselves a organic marketing agency, which basically means non-paid ads is kind of what we focus on. So we focus on growth for your business through consistent long-term strategies and a huge piece of that is SEO and social, but it's the very base and the ground of all of that. You can't do that successfully without a clear brand. 
So that's why we love this piece of it because it kind of starts at square one. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I'm so excited to sort of talk about branding and like what that is. I would love to start things off with like, let's hear a brand that you both just are obsessed with. Cause I think it helps to put that in perspective for people listening. Like you kind of, I think one, the word brand is very misunderstood. I think there's like a lot of not what's the word, not unclarity. I don't even know the word. Um, there's a lot of like confusion around it and it kind of stems from like, what brands do you actually like? And then why, like, why do you like them? So yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. Like what brands do you guys really like? That's a hard one because there's, (laughs) um, okay. So this sounds so basic and just ridiculous, but I would say Starbucks is one that kind of comes to top of mind, uh, for multiple reasons. So, um, uh, you know, just their history and their story. They're so great at telling their story and like where they started and that history and how it came to be a brand. And then, um, obviously just their branding in general, it's fun, it's um, energetic, it's lighthearted. And then just the environment when you're in a Starbucks. So it's just, you, you can take that brand from that digital space and walk into their environments and you, you just feel the brand everywhere when you're in that environment. And that's such a big thing for brands that have uh, like a brick and mortar is that you bring that brand essence into that space as well, just through like the, you know, the flooring that they have or you know, the cabinetry that they have, the signage that they have, the lighting that's in there. So mm-hmm. it's it goes from just even being, you know, some pretty logo or something to being how that mm-hmm. brand makes you feel and how that um, that space makes you feel too. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, like I absolutely love coffee and I love the product that they offer. They have amazing coffee. So I can just sit there and feel good, enjoy their product, their space, and just their whole experience of how that makes me feel inside. It's also the consistency. I feel like of that, like, you know, when you walk, even if you don't see the logo or the name Starbucks, you know, when you walk in that store, what you're walking into, it's like very consistent and you know what to expect, Mm -hmm. which is kind of also good. I feel like another brand that I resonate with. Um, I think people are so scared of like standing their ground or like saying yes and no, we do this, we don't do this. Um, That can be a really scary thing to say because we might deter some people. But I Mm -hmm. think when I think of brands I love, they stand their ground of like, Mm -hmm. here's what we have, here's what we have to offer. And they're so strong and confident in that message that that's what I love about them. Um, And one, I feel like a brand that we both actually really love is Primally Pure, which is like, um, I love their mission of like, natural products. Um, their branding is gorgeous and premium looking. Their packaging. It's packaging Mm -hmm. that I want to sit out in my Mm -hmm. bathroom. I don't want to actually put it in the cabinet or anything. I want it to be visually appealing in my bathroom. Yeah. And you also like, in addition to loving the products and having high quality, like, you know, they're high quality products and you know what they stand for because they tell you, like they shout it in your face. Like, here's what we stand for. It comes in a little um like a packet or a Mm -hmm. postcard or something that's in the actual package of the box it's in their emails it's in everything they do like they just tell you exactly what they are and what they stand for so I think that can be another thing is people can be scared to share who they are what they stand for too much like they're being too in your face but it's like those brands that are so confident that just shout it from the rooftop those are the ones that we tend to love yeah 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 Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like we speak the same language because one, I recorded a podcast last week where I pretty much talked about my love for Starbucks for about 20 minutes and (laughs) everything that you just said, like 
when you go into the store, the flooring, um, the products, everything. Yeah, it's quite much about what you said, the history, the history of the company. I was like literally talking about the former CEO and how it started from him taking a trip to Italy and seeing this like coffee culture that didn't quite exist in the United States. And for me, yeah, I'm obsessed. And so that was awesome. And then two, Primly Pure, I pretty much talk about them on my podcast <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> every other episode because of their packaging, their marketing, um, their content creation. They do everything right. Everything right. Like from product photos to packaging, to customer experience, to emails, um, they're geniuses. And so I, I am a huge skincare, like I love skincare and I like different products. And so there's two brands I talk about in the skin space all the time. And that's one of them. So I'm glad that we, um, yeah. on the same page. I'm not surprised because we all get along, um, so well, but yeah, I, I love those examples and it's just fun to hear why people, it's one thing to like a brand, but it's, it's another to actually think about why you like them. And I think that's what most people they just say, oh yeah, I like Dunkin' or Starbucks, but you don't really think deeper into like the why. So anyway, I kind of love all that stuff. So and even turning um, it around to be like, okay, <laughs> what do you think your audience likes about your brand? Like, can you write that out? Like, is mm-hmm. that something you feel like you can describe? And if not, maybe you need to consider what those answers are. Right. Right. Which we'll which we're gonna talk about. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. So yeah, let's kind of dive into to branding. So I know um people like students in my slain scale program, they have asked recently asked a lot of questions around branding because I did a training recently on how do you determine your ideal customer? And so that sort of stemmed into like a lot of questions around the branding and the website and kind of all these things. So maybe when it comes to um, an e-commerce brand, what do you think are like the non-negotiables when you're getting started? So a lot of people struggle when they're getting started. They don't really have budget to work with anyone, even though, you know, that should, that could, or should be something that you can do when you're ready to, but for new people, what do you kind of think are the most important things? Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's my dog. (laughs) So yeah, that's a really great question. I think when you are starting out, um, especially if you have a low budget, you really need to be asking yourselves the question, on kind of what your brand stands for and that brand messaging. So you really need to dive deep into the purpose of your brand, uh, why you exist, uh, who you exist for, who your um, your audience is, and um, just like the mission, the vision. You really need to dive deep into all of those things, which we can kind of talk about um, each one of those and what they mean. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest one for almost every brand is that mission statement. Like what is it um, that is your brand purpose? The the mission statement really communicates that brand purpose um, Mm -hmm. on what it is that your company does and what that you want, you want to do. So um, we are going to take you through actually one of the clients that we worked on uh, my pop-up party in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. They're a party planning company. Um, yeah, based in Pittsburgh. And we did all of this kind of brand messaging uh, for them mm-hmm. to help define who they are. And at the beginning of your business, you probably know, but you don't know how to speak it in a way that you can communicate to your audience. Um, the words just get jumbled. It's your brand. You're so close to it. So it can be really hard to articulate it. So that's where um, someone else can kind of help you do that uh, mm-hmm. process and writing it down can make such a difference. So um, mission two, I think is something where we talk about it being 
not not short term, but it's not quite as far out as Correct. the vision. Yep. So um, it's something you're doing now and you can do right now. And it's your everyday mission, like what your products and services stand for and what you do with every single product and service that you deliver. So um, for this uh, client, we'll just read you their mission statement so you can get a good idea of like what that what that sounds like. So theirs is to create a magical party experience that you'll remember forever. Aww. I'm so like, like, I love the magical part mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just brings that. So that word magical in particular, just like brings that experience like to the mm-hmm. forefront really. So you're, and I mean, we've got party experience in there also, but it's really about that experience or that end product uh, that your client or customers are going to have. So that's really, you know, the mission I would, I would argue is like one of the biggest parts of your brand and what you need to figure out right away. And I think too, um, you know, if you don't have a large budget at the beginning and you're afraid of all of these things that you have to create, um, I, we would strongly, I mean, I would strongly suggest um, looking into hiring a copywriter because sometimes it's really hard to nail down your own mission because you, you have so many parts and pieces that you want to be your brand and that your brand stands for but it's sometimes it gets really hard to articulate what that mission is to like really just kind of strip it down and make that mission and so when working with a copywriter you can kind of you know almost word vomit all of the things that you are from a brand perspective and they can really help you hone in on what that mission is mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think we did that too at the beginning of yeah. our business we knew who we wanted to serve and what we wanted to offer but we didn't know how to say it without like spewing out a full paragraph of stuff that no one wants to listen to. So it's like, how do you condense all of that to one simple sentence? And it's really about not overcomplicating it. So sometimes you just need to grab a notebook, start writing this down, um, talk to a friend, like, does this make sense? And just kind of craft that story. But this one for this particular client, they do lots of different parties, big, small. And it wasn't about like having to describe all of the details of what they offer. It's just saying that that magical party experience is something their guests are going to remember. Um, so that's, it's kind of just sometimes an outside party can help you realize the simplicity yes. of the complicated situation you wrote down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's where people might get a little scared too, is that it seems complex and it might be complex at first but when you really do pare it down um it's really pretty simple yeah i get it um so for people that are listening that might say well what if i don't have what if i don't have a mission what if i don't know my mission what if they just woke up not woke up but like what if they have a business and they said you know what i really just want to sell high quality i'm like looking in my office for a product that i can use as an example and <laughs> what if okay what if they i'm going to use an example um i bought actually no someone gifted it to me it's a portrait like sketch of my dog's faces and it's amazing. I'm obsessed with it. But what if she does these dog sketches, but like she doesn't really have a mission or she doesn't, she's not aware of her mission. How do you suggest someone figures out what their mission is? I know that sounds a little basic, but I think actually a lot of people would say, I don't know what my mission is. How can we like simplify that? No, I think that's a great question. I think one of those things is to kind of take a step back and ask yourself what it is that you do or that you're selling that gets you excited. So, um, you know, let's say if I was her for a moment and I did portraits of pets or whatever, let's say, you know, animals make me really excited. And, um, just that the fact that they're a part of your family and like 
you love them just as much as anybody else in your family and they have a special place in your heart and they get you excited and it's just a very personal piece so for me it like it kind of goes back to that experience of like why is it that you want to do this um, and how does it make you feel so ask yourself how it makes you feel and once you answer that um, that's most likely going to be the way that you want your customers to feel too yeah okay. I think it's a mix of like um, understanding your own like creativity and why you had gone into it in the first place like your mission doesn't have to only be self-serving to your audience it's also like why do you even want to do this to begin with like how how does it make you feel how does it make your end user feel and write that down because that is probably where your mission lives okay I love that yeah I think it's I think those are things that like a lot of people just struggle with because I think it's easy to say, oh, like Primally Pure's mission. In fact, I'm pretty sure I read their mission off on another podcast recently. Uh, so funny. And then Starbucks is something like, I've, now I'm blanking on their mission, but it's something like one cup of coffee, like creating a sense of community or, or I don't know, something, one cup of coffee or something at a time. Like, and I'm totally butchering that, but um, it's something that's actually super it's like always very simple. It's not ever a complicated message, but I think it's easy for people to say, well, I don't know what, I don't know what it would be. Um, yeah. So thank you for it's kind like of breaking that down. And start with the complicated, like write yes. down your whole complicated mission that you think it is and then see mm-hmm. what words you really like and like what things you're like, yeah, that's it. And like start to pull them out. And that's how you can kind of craft the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And then you talked about mission a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, you talked about vision a little bit. Can you kind of dive deep into that a little bit more and like what that means and how someone can sort of like conceptualize what that looks like? Yeah. So a vision is a, or a brand's vision is something that is um, probably a little bit more personal to the actual company themselves. And mm-hmm. it is future thinking. So it's um, kind of that big thing that you want to get to and accomplish in the future. Um, so it's not something that's in you know reach immediately when you're first starting out your company, um, whereas your vision, your mission is kind of that immediate, um, that, that immediate thing that you do and that feeling or experience that you want to create where that vision is kind of that long-term mission, essentially, we would say. Um, so it's something, you know, pie in the sky, bright and big that you just want to achieve over the course of, you know, X years um, into the future. Yeah. And this part, I think people can be scared to put down on paper, but that's what makes it all the more powerful to know what it is. So even if you hold it close to your chest and you don't share it with the world, I think that's okay. You should just know what your own vision is. So um, for our pop-up party friends, um, so to create a magical party experience, you'll remember forever was their mission. And then their vision is the party of your dreams begins with my pop-up party, the most sought after at-home party stylist in Pittsburgh and beyond. So this gives them the opportunity to grow beyond just Pittsburgh, like the Mm -hmm. world. Um, And it's also speaks to the fact that when you think of a party, you think of them. So that's kind of how the vision can be that one step bigger right from their mission. And do you recommend people create one first or does it kind of not really matter? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think probably creating a mission statement first is going to be most ideal, but then you can take that mission statement kind of like they've done here and, um, you know, think of like, what is one thing or a couple of things that I want to do in the future that is like really big and bold for this company. And that's what your mission or your vision is. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, your mission's probably going to be easier to yes. create because it's what you're doing now and it's what you try to um, do every single time you create or deliver a product or a service. Whereas a vision is something that is probably going to make you dig a little bit deeper. It's going to like push you to actually put on paper, like what you're aspiring to and what you envision this being in 10 plus years. Okay. I love it so much. Yeah. So for people listening, I think some good steps. And I think a lot of people listening to, they have established brands and maybe they're just not quite getting traction. So I think even if you are getting some sales in your business, take a minute, not a minute, but like take a couple hours someday, block off time, whenever you're, whenever you're, brain and mind is like most energetic. So for me, that's like the crack of dawn in the morning, like 5am I wake up and my brain is like buzzing with ideas. So when I need to do something like brainstorming or brain dumping, that's literally when I do that at like six o'clock in the morning. Um, which is why sometimes I record random podcast episodes at like six o'clock in the morning. Cause I wake up and I have this like super strong idea and I'm like, I need to get started. Anyway, um, don't do this exercise when you're super tired, do it when you're really energetic and take some time and like really map out your mission and your vision. And this will help you with pretty much everything else in your business, because once you understand, and uh, you know, they're going to dive into this more, um, on this episode, but like when you really understand, um, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and you have a clear kind of path on how you're going to help people, I feel like everything else kind of like comes together and makes more sense. And it's easier. Like if you know what your mission is, you're going to be able to come up with website copy better or social media copy because you have um, that message sort of like it's become more clear. So anyway, and when it comes to brand messaging, um, what are the other components of, of what that looks like for people? So we have vision mission. Um, I don't know if we talked about like your purpose, but is there anything else that you feel like is super important when it comes to brand messaging? Yeah, so um, this is actually one of my favorites kind of are the personality and voice pillars. So this is something that we work on with our clients when we're building out their style guides. Um, and so this is really um, those human characteristics that are attributed to your brand. So think of your brand personality. Um, it can come into existence like such as unique or caring or funny or energetic or outgoing. It's all of those kind of words um, that kind of make you feel the feels. And so that's really the, the personality and those voice pillars of the, the branding and the company itself. And so we really love this exercise when we um, do it with our clients, because I think mm -hmm. it kind of brings forward, um, like, it's really just the personality of your brand. So mm -hmm. if you think of your own personality as an individual, you're making up a personality for your brand and what, what you want that to do. And mm -hmm. as far as like those emotions and feelings go. Yeah. And this is one that we approach in a we are and we are not kind mm -hmm. of manner. So it helps you bring it to life. So we'll just share this example because I feel like it really helps um, mm -hmm. hearing the example to like understand how this comes to life. Yeah. So for our clients, um, for them, for their personality, like how we would describe their brand, we describe it as magical, not childlike, joyful, oh. not cheesy, trendy, mm -hmm. not exclusive, effortless, not casual and detailed, but not cumbersome. So you can see how like these words help define who you are. Like it's a joyful party experience, but it's not going to be cheesy. It's not going to be like over the top and, you know, like something that, tacky. You, what, yeah, tacky. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like trendy, it's going to be on like something that's on trend, but it's not going to be like this exclusive, like you feel like you're left out experience. So it like helps define your personality in a way that we define people. 
Yes. Yes. I love that so much. Okay. We're going to have to unpack this a little bit because I know this is such an, such an important part. And I, um, just like (laughs) I'm laughing, I'm trying not to laugh. Um, (laughs) like sometimes I'm very probably like you guys are like when you go to someone's website or their social media, you, I don't know if you guys do this. I start noticing all the things that aren't, they're not doing right, or that could be improved. Um, I can't help it. Yeah. Yes. Critique. And I critique everything. So whether I go into a store, if I go in, if I get something in the mail, like even like a pamphlet or something, I'll start like, I can't help it. I just pick apart everything, a website, social media, everything. Um, And one thing I noticed about brands that are, that seem like they're on the right track and ones that don't are the ones that don't feel like they're on a right, the right track. They lack, they have zero personality. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you're looking at something and it's like a blank slate. It's like a page of products, but there's nothing more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I see that, I know that I'm not, I'm not going to buy from them probably. And two, they're probably not making money in their business. So I really want to unpack this because I know it's so important. And then my explanation of this literally was not necessary. So never mind. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> when it comes to personality, so I know that you said like you are or you're not. How, when most people come to you, what do they currently have? Do they, do they have any idea of their personality? Do they say, you know, does my brand, so this is a question I get for my students. Does my ideal customer have to be me? Do, does my brand personality have to match my personality? Um, people have no idea where to start. So anything else you can kind of unpack, like how, how do you get to choosing those personality traits? I know that sounds again, like simple, but I think for most people, they actually have no clue. Right, right. No, I think that's a great question. I think it comes back again to um, how the how you want the brand to make you feel and or your customers feel. So, I mean, at the end of the day, more so your customers than you, but obviously we want you to be passionate about it too, because when your own personality shines through into your business or your brand, I think that makes your brand's personality that much stronger. Um, so these two ladies, we can attest to that. They, they are all of these things on the we are. Um, mm-hmm. And their personalities go together with their brand so well mm-hmm. that I think that helps make that brand even stronger. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to ask your question, the question, like, how do I, how does this make me feel? Um inside? Like, Mm -hmm. does it make me feel magical and joyful? Um, Mm -hmm. Like I want to be a part of this process or this experience, or I want to um, buy this product. Um, It really comes down to how it makes you feel. And I think the majority of our clients don't know these answers and we don't expect them to, we don't expect them to give us the list of we are. Um, We prompt with question, we prompt with questionnaire. So we start by saying like, tell us who your audience is. Um, like right now. And then we also ask, tell us who you want your audience to be. Like maybe those are two different questions. And then tell us how you want your audience to feel after working with you. So we ask questions like that to start get getting your mind kind of thinking about like, okay, here's the description of all of that. And we can find the nuggets in there that are like, this is like the perfect adjective to, to describe your personality yep. um, and things like that. And I think if you're trying to do this for yourself at the beginning of your business and you're struggling, it's easier to probably start with the not. 
what do you not want to be? And then spiral from there to what you can be. Yeah. So that's also a question we ask them is what you are not and like Mm -hmm. what you don't want people to look at your brand and think or see or feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, those tend to be something easier for them to kind of pick Mm -hmm. out. And then from that, we can build the who you want to be or who we are as far as those personalities go. And with your story too, actually, um, it's, it might be easier to start with your competitors. What Mm -hmm. do you love about your competitors and what do you not love about, about them? And then how can you bring that into the personality of your own brand? And it also comes back to, I think we even have this in our questionnaire, but like who are brands that you look up to and that like you either a aspire to be or be just absolutely love the brand and why. So it doesn't even have to be like in their industry. We just want to know why they love that brand and how that brand makes them feel. Okay. I love that. Yeah. The personality stuff. Um, like I was using as an example last week, Ripley and Rue, I don't know if you guys know them, but, um, they're a brand that I talk about all the time. Um, and I've seen their transition over the years. Cause I've known, you know, I've known the owner now for five years or so. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, and I've seen her brand completely change and like, she's a perfect example of, and when I say personality and like vibe, like when you go to her website, it gives off a vibe that you're either going to like or not like right away. And that's great. Like that's, you want, you don't want to attract everyone. And I think her, um, her new, she just got a rebrand done and like her new rebrand is like edgy and like, I don't know. It's like the edgy, you know, dog mom is her ideal customer and her stuff is so good. Like, oh my gosh, it just, I could go on and on um, about like how good her stuff is, but it's such a good example of infusing personality. And if she just had, you know, let's say her competitors, like there's so much competition in the dog apparel, I don't know, dog apparel, dog accessory, dog bandana space. And if you don't have like a good, I think this is a good example of that. Like if you don't have a a strong like personality vibe, um, like, are you serious? Are you laid back? Are you like super tacky trying to attract a certain type of person? Or um, are you like cutesy? Do you know what I mean? Um, So anyway, I just wanted to share because I think that is a good brand to look at as an example of someone who's like in such a good way infuses an insane amount of personality. So I love that. And I'm sure too, with that, like you want to be edgy, but you don't want to come off as like stuck up and rude. So like, there's definitely like, that's the, we are, we aren't. And that's where like, you can really bring your brand to life and also like gut check some of the content too. Like when you create content, it's like, okay, is this, is this fitting who we are or is it bleeding into who we aren't? And even as service providers too, like it helps you define who to say no to when something isn't feeling right. Like you can gut check that against who your, who your brand stands for mm-hmm. or what your mm-hmm. brand stands for. And what if someone is, is listening to this episode and they're like, yes, I'm going to come up with my mission and my, my vision. And they're all excited and they start doing the personality stuff. And they're sort of like, well, I don't know. I don't quite know if I'm laid back. I don't really know if I like want to be edgy. Um, is there any example, like, I know you talked about the pop-up party. Is there any other examples that you could say, oh, look at, go look at this brand and you can kind of get an idea of maybe what their personality is just from looking at their website or maybe their Instagram or something. Do you guys have any other good examples? Yeah. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but. No. Um, 
of personality. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a good Instagram handle. Yeah, it was a really good um, personality that we like through through Instagram. Oh. Oh man. No, it's it's actually like whenever people put me in the spot, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I need to think about this. My mind blank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I might have to think about this one for a little bit too. Oh. You know, uh, do you know Shop or I think their Instagram is Shop Andy. They do um scrunchies, hair scrunchies. Oh no, I don't know. I'll, I'll use them as an example, because I think, again, it's a great example of who, just like you said, who, like what they are and what they're not. They're like bright and bubbly and bold and they have beautiful colors, but they're not, they're not cheesy. They're not tacky. Um, I don't know. I'm like psycho obsessed with their product. I love all their stuff that they put out there. Their photos are like bright and engaging and fun. Um, And so, sorry, I just made a big noise. Um, So I think that's another good example. I think it's shop Andy is their Instagram, but check them out. Like check check Ripley and Rue check. Uh, is it pop-up party? Pop-up yep. party. My pop-up party. My yep. pop-up party. Yeah. So check all those three. And you'll, you'll probably get a good idea of like yeah. w- what personality they're trying to sort of portray. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a really good example too, is a client that we've worked with as well. Um, sound in circle. Mm-hmm. She sells organizational, um, goods. So planners and calendars and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. she does a really awesome job of, uh, um, really like owning her space and being an expert in that space and helping you like organize your life and your business, but also bringing everything down. Like she shows you the behind the scenes. She shows you her office and how she moms and builds her products. And like, she doesn't do it in a way where she works with like a big manufacturing business. She does it literally with you. Like you watch that happen. So you can see her personality is literally weaved into every facet of her business because she takes you along the journey with you. So I think her, her um, brand is also a really good example. Yeah. 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 You see everything with the brand, mm-hmm. yeah. personality, behind yep. the scenes, everything. Yeah. And I think just like that authenticity too, I think that's such a important mm-hmm. thing nowadays is people just want mm-hmm. you to be authentic and real with them about what your brand is and what you do. Um, because people can read, you know, people can read through that stuff. They can tell if you're not being true or authentic or, um, real with them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big thing too, which is maybe scary for some brands is to be completely authentic and real Mm -hmm. because, you know, people are going to react, but I think at the end of the day, you're going to have more people that appreciate that than not. So yeah, this part is hard too. Like it is, it is is really hard. It's the reason why we do it for people (laughs) because it's like, it's not easy. So I think don't feel discouraged if you struggle with this because everyone kind of struggles with this, especially when you're in like the trenches of your own business, it's going to be so hard to kind of take a step back and look at the big picture. Um, so that's why it is like definitely explore these avenues on your own um, to get a good idea. And if you get stuck, like there's plenty of experts out there that can help you kind of navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's like leaning on friends and family too. Like if you're questioning or you don't understand, you know, necessarily what your mission is or who you think you stand for, mm-hmm. ask them, be like, what do you, what do you think my company stands yeah. for or is like, or like my mm-hmm. personality? Can you tell me what you think yeah. you think of when you like hear my business or see my business and what my personality might be? Mm-hmm. And just take those notes yeah. um, because then you're getting outside feedback mm-hmm. from like what people are actually taking mm-hmm. away from your brand. Yeah. And if it's not what you like to hear, then that's a good reminder mm-hmm. right. of like, 
dang, I need to make some changes because obviously the stuff I'm putting out into the universe is not matching what I want to be putting out there. So I love that. Um, I want to come back to one thing that you were talking about. Um, and it's sort of like, I don't know, it's kind of a notion of like storytelling in a sense, but it is you, Courtney, I think you were talking about like showing up and kind of showing your face and how that can be super scary for people. But again, like, especially on a platform, like an Instagram, or, I mean, I'll just use Instagram for an example. And I talk about this a lot, like this notion of, of a faceless brand doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. If you just post product photo after product photo and a white background photo and a more product, and there's no personality, there's no people, there's no humans. I, I think you're going to have a really hard time growing your business. And I, so many of like my students in my slain scale course, they are terrified, terrified to show up on video. They're terrified to show their face. Um, you know, I used to hate video and now I love video. So I feel like if I can go from being, having like a true proper phobia and now loving video, I think anyone can really do it. You just, it takes time. Um, but how important how important do you think it is as brand experts? How important is it for people to show up, show their face, show their personality, show behind the scenes, be the face of the brand? How important? Let's talk I, about it. I think it's very important. I think it's, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, it is one of those non-negotiables, <laughs> yeah. which, yeah. And it is a scary thing. And when real started to take off, Abby and I were like, are you kidding me? We, like yeah. we have to show our face on video now. Like this was not the plan. But after, like you said, after we got into it, like we actually really love it. And we've, we've noticed our growth um, just as far as just like people following us on Instagram or clients finding us. And like, one of the first things they always say is they're just like, we love your energy. You guys are so fun and authentic yeah. and down to earth and just like let loose. And they would have never known that energy if we would have never shown our face and been vulnerable mm -hmm. like with that in our business. Yeah. There's a quote that I don't know the exact quote, but it's something that I really love. And I think resonates anytime we get like nervous to do something or like just scared to take the next step or just like feel like we catch ourselves being safe. It's that you don't grow in the comfortable. You grow when you're uncomfortable. Those are the opportunities where you can like take it to the next level. And I think that's so true when it comes to things like this, because sometimes it's, if you feel, if you catch yourself feeling scared or nervous about trying something new, that just means that's like an opportunity for growth for you. And really it's just like tackle it and take it with that kind of perspective mm -hmm. because it can really change the game and make it like a next level for your business. Yeah. I think the important like thing that. too is to remember is that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to show up. So yeah. when it comes to reels or recording yourself or getting on your stories or whatever it might be, uh, you don't need to go and put all of your makeup on and like be dressed up and um, look your best <laughs> and record and make sure there's no errors because then again, that goes back to that authenticity. You're not being authentic. You're not being real. And people can, people notice that. And another big part of showing up um, on video is just people like to see that you're a person, that there's a person mm -hmm. behind the brand because we're all people, we can all relate and people love that. They love to see who's behind the brand, what they're doing, what their personality is like, their story. People love stories. Mm -hmm. They love to hear like how you started your brand or what inspired mm -hmm. you to start your brand or what's your history or background. They just love stories because we can resonate with stories. So um, I think it's, it's very important. It is a non-negotiable for sure. Yeah. 
I love that. I agree with everything. And I love when you were just saying that people like the stories. It's so true. The stuff that most people are like, oh, no one cares about my office space. No one cares about like where I pack orders. They don't care about that stuff. And actually, that's exactly what people care about. Um, people don't care what you look like. They just want to see that face. And another thing that's important is the is the trust. You know, when you see that, like you were talking about Sound and Circle, you were saying she you know, shows you the behind the scenes of her product, how they're made, mom life. That is a connection point. That's a way to build trust. And if you are a mom, you've now have something in common with that person. And you're more likely to buy from that brand, like Sound and Circle, because you're also a mom and you're like, yeah, I get mom life sucks sometimes and it's really hard. And it's hard to have a business and be a mom and all that kind of stuff. So you've now just created a connection with your, um, you know, your potential customer and they definitely are going to buy from you like a million times more that they've seen your face. They see you're a real person and you're not this like faceless brand from Amazon. You know what I mean? So yeah, Yeah. I love everything you said. I just had to point that out. Yeah, Yeah. I do think too, we even struggled with this at the very beginning where we were like, our story isn't sexy. Like we thought our story wasn't sexy enough, you know, like everyone has a store, like all of these people that you aspire and look up to, they have these stories that you're like, wow, that's such a cool story. I wish I had a story like that. And like at the time we were like, we're just quitting our jobs to start another job. Like at the time it didn't seem sexy enough. It didn't Mm -hmm. seem like a good enough story. Like we needed, we glorify the traumatic, you know, like we glorify the traumatic experiences in life that then give you this crazy story. Like you hit rock bottom and now you're a, you know, a huge success. And it's not true though, because now if we think about like our story, our story is pretty cool. And like everything we look back on it and so many things fell into place perfectly, but like, we just didn't own, it's just so you just have to own your own story. And like, even if you don't think it is life-changing because there wasn't like this huge bell curve example of like something that traumatic that happened to you, um, someone else is also in your shoes. Like there's someone else in the world that's looking up to you who will, they're either in the same boat or they're going to be there someday and you could aspire, like they could be aspiring to you. So I think it's like, don't worry about your story not being cool enough or not being like this crazy story because it's going to resonate with someone. Most of us have pretty boring lives. So (laughs) someone is going to resonate with it. Yeah. And every, and I love that you brought that up too, because everybody has some kind of story behind their business. Even if, again, we always are quick to think, well, my story isn't interesting. Like my story is boring. No one cares. Um, but no one wakes up and just says, you know what, I'm going to sell coffee mugs today. That seems like a cool idea. That's not how things start. There's a reason, like maybe you were inspired by a trip to Costa Rica where you tasted like coffee beans and coast. I don't know. I'm making up a bad example, but like, it's always inspired by something and there's always a reason behind it. I literally don't know a single person who just wakes up and says, I want to sell like straws today. Cool. Okay. Uh, Like even if you decided that that's like, you literally woke up one day and you were like, I want to do this. You probably want to do this because like you need an outlet for your creativity. Like you need something to do because you're sick of doing the same thing every day. That's a story that so many people can resonate with. So Mm -hmm. it's like, even if you don't think you have a story, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right. I know we are almost out of time. Um, I feel like we could sit here and talk about so much more with branding, but I want to make sure we have, t- <laughs> yeah. 
I want to make sure we have time for you guys to share um, how people can work with you, how people can find you and yeah, tell everyone where they can find you and what services you have and yeah, all that stuff. So they can find us on Instagram at duo.collective or on our website, duocollective.com. Um, I think those are probably the two biggest places where, where you can see us mm-hmm. most. Um, and yeah, the services that we offer as far as uh, branding goes, we have two packages, I believe. Mm-hmm. So one is more of a, um, a starter package. So you just need kind of those basics um, as far as like the visuals go, I would say. So you need the logos, the submarks, the fonts, uh, photography style. We also help with that, um, the color breakdown and patterns. If you need like um, actual patterns for your brand or icons, we create those as well. And then the second package is a little bit more robust where we um, build their entire style guide. So a lot of the stuff we talked about today, those voice pillars, the personality, the mission, the vision, um, the story behind your brand or your product. Uh, So that is the bigger one that we offer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, both are super necessary, I'd say. Um, We have a mix. So like whether you're just starting um, your business, sometimes you're just starting and you don't have the cash flow. Um, and you know, you just need the visual assets. You need to show a logo. You need to show all of these visual things to have a cohesive brand across every platform that you're on, which is super duper important. Yes. Um, so like that's where the brand starter kit comes in. It's that like more budget friendly option to give you all the visuals that you need to put out in the world. And then everything we talked about today, you might need to DIY that you might need to DIY your own mission, your vision, Mm -hmm. think about your personality and how that comes to life. And you can add that story in later. Um, and then there's other businesses who do have um, money saved up. They know like that they need help with that. Like they want to understand the groundwork of like what their business stands for, because it truly does help. Like it helps propel yes. your business yes. forward. And if you struggle with like, what products should I deliver? Because I have so many products in my brain and I'm not even sure where to start. Starting at the groundwork of like who your brand is and your mission and your vision can help you define. Like it really just makes things pop of like, this is what I should do next. Like it's Mm -hmm. clear now. So I think that investment can really be so important to get your business on the right track. Yes. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the two different packages that we have. And it's really just dependent on, um, that like groundwork of your brand, the mission, vision and all of that. So Awesome. Yeah. And if you guys um, are looking for branding, definitely check Duo Collective. If you go to their Instagram, you will fall in love instantly. Um, I constantly like gush over your perfect feed. You guys are like the perfect example of like a perfect Instagram feed, just the photos and just everything is amazing. So you guys are awesome. But thank you so much for being on here. Um, I loved chatting about branding and messaging and kind of all this really important stuff. Um, super, super fun. So thank you guys. And hopefully you can come back another time. Yes. yes. Thanks Always. for having us. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.